Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission, to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. everyone, this is 30 Day Trek. I'm your host, Luke and in our final episode of the season, we are covering the seventh episode of the second season of Strange New Worlds, Those Old Scientists. This is the one where, on the Cerritos, our quartet of Boimler, Mariner, Rutherford, and Tendi are sent to the surface of Krolmuth B to do readings on a portal discovered by Pikes' Enterprise that hasn't been active in over 120 years. But when Rutherford uses his camera to take a hollow image of Boimler posing as Spock, the portal activates and Boimler is sucked into the portal and spat out in front of Spock, Una, and Lan, to which he says that they look very realistic. Boimler is beamed out to the Enterprise as he tries his best not to pollute the timeline as the Enterprise is on a mission to bring a critical shipment of grain to Setlik 2 and encounters an Orion ship. He of course screws things up, and after getting the portal back in exchange for the grain, as he's about to go back to his time, Mariner comes through the portal and strands both of them there with Pike and his crew. Okay, not to be ungrateful, but if you had just waited like one more second, dude, we dude, wouldn't be stuck do here. Do you know how worried I was? You disappeared in a vortex while I was in charge. For all I knew, you were dead or stuck in a dystopian San Francisco in the middle of a riot. Have you noticed that the references are weirdly specific? Indeed. I'm sorry, I was, hold up. Look, I'm going to keep this like 100% profesh, but I was thoroughly unprepared for how hot young Spock was going to be. Yeah, he's full of surprises. Like what? The body, the face, the ears, what? I realize we're all still reacting to the recent complication, but we also very much need a solution. One time traveler is a security threat, two is a disaster. I thought you said they were cool. They are, this is serious. Spock, what's going on with Portal? Still functioning, but without Heronium, we cannot activate it. I am afraid Ensign Mariner depleted the last of the supply. Well, in my defense, that thing has like zero instructions, you know? And there is no other source of heronium anywhere in the quadrant. None. And there hasn't been for over a hundred years. Can't we just cook some up? You please just not? Sorry. The answer is correct. We could attempt to synthesize heronium ourselves. Hot Spock agrees with me. However, we would be putting ourselves in great danger. If it goes wrong, the blast could take out half the ship. 
and there is a chance it might not work at all. Mm, that doesn't sound very logical. Okay. We need a second option. Sorry, that's I might have one first. Like. The ancient text on the portal. The horrors locked herself in her quarters working on a translation. Maybe she'll come up with some answers. Great. Oh, uh, you know, I have linguistics experience. Maybe I could help her. I really want to say no, but how much more damage could you do at this point? So go for it. Was this experience really? No, but it's a horror. Don't ruin this for me. I will end your life. And Boimler should work with Spock because he took an elective in material synthesis at the academy. I mean, you know, for for fun. It's, it's yeah. not. It's not like Spock needs help from me. I can use the extra pair of hands if Mr. Boimler is not afraid of losing one of them. What the? Spock smiling now? He just doesn't now. Just go with it. Don't it's like for the last episode of the season, I wanted to talk about those old scientists. While Martin Trek has made oblique references to each other before, most notably with discovering referencing both the Coat Malat, the sect of Romulan nuns introduced in Picard, as well as Picard's synthetic golem body, as well as the series premiere of Strange New Worlds picking up right where season 2 of Discovery left off, this was the first official crossover episode of Modern Trek, with Jack Quaid and Tanya Newsom guest starring on Strange New Worlds and playing their real-life counterparts as well as seeing the Strange New Worlds cast in animated form in the final scene. This was part of Strange New Worlds' format of genre hopping with its standalone episodes taken further in the second season as two weeks later, the Subspace Rhapsody musical episode aired. This is my favorite episode of the second season. Being a huge fan of Lower Decks, I was excited to see a live-action Boimler and Mariner played by their voice actors in real life, and this episode did not disappoint. This was one of the most fun episodes of Strange New Worlds so far that showed off both Newsom and Quaid as Mariner and Boimler, but also our main cast and their comic energy and rapport with each other. And this episode goes beyond just being comfort food trek, as it explores the theme of living in the past and being in the moment. From Boimler's idolized of the TOS era with Ransom's acronym rubbing off on him, to Mariner downplaying her geekiness for the era in Uhura's presence, to Uhura being unable to relax and enjoy herself due to the pressure she places on herself, to Pike reflecting on his late father and wanting to spend his upcoming birthday alone ice fishing, the episode has our characters both past and present learning to let go of their expectations of themselves and to move forward in their presence towards their futures. Jack Quaid and Tony Newsom once again knock it out of the park as they play the real-life counterparts to their animated characters. Quaid in particular went above and beyond as he studied how the animators animated Boimler on lower decks so that his body language matched that of his animated counterpart. Although, I'm guessing the portal stretched Boimler out since Jack Quaid is a foot taller than the rest of the crew. It's weird seeing Boimler, who on lower decks is always seen at average height, suddenly tower over Mariner and everyone else. And speaking of Mariner, it was this episode where Alex Kurtzman, the major domo overseeing the Trek franchise nowadays, saw Tani improvising on set as they were filming the episode and was so impressed with her improv skills that were honed at Second City in Chicago that he hired her as a staff writer for the upcoming Starfleet Academy series that's in development right now. As for the rest of the episode, this was another episode directed by Jonathan Frakes. He once again knocks it out of the park as he shows off a more comedic side as seen with the running joke of the close-ups of Spock as he smiles and shows off his teeth and how unsettling it is for Boimler and Mariner. I like that the runner on lower decks of Orion prejudice and stereotypes is carried over to here with the element of the Orion ship and its crew. I love the altered opening credits that have an animated rotoscoping effect to look like lower decks with the additions of the larval space 
space creature sucking on the nacelle and a stellar outline of the koala. And I like the moment of Ortegas and Uhura referencing Travis Mayweather and Hoshi Saito from Enterprise, especially since those two characters keep getting shoved aside and ignored throughout that series. I love the meta joke of Ransom objectifying the recruitment poster of number one in Boimler's Bunk since Ransom's voice actor, Jerry O'Connell, and Rekha Romain are married. And I love the final gag of seeing our Strange New Worlds cast being animated due to Orion alcohol. When we shouted, surprise! Didn't seem very surprised. Come on, number one, I knew. That's why I canceled my fishing trip. Someone reminded me that maybe I should celebrate with my friends. Okay, next month for movie night, I'm programming an Endorian comedy. Mm-hmm. Turns out the secret to getting her to relax is making it feel like work. I believe you are going to be her next project, Lieutenant. God help me. Mm, what exactly have we been drinking for the last hour? Oh. Orion Hurricanes. Karas gave us a bottle of real Orion Deloc, so they're genuine. Interesting flavor. Does anyone else feel strange? Why does everything feel so two-dimensional? My arms don't normally do this. My eyes feel huge. Do my eyes look huge? Hmm? Hmm? What the hell is in these things? All in all, this is my favorite episode of the second season of Strange New Worlds that explores the theme of living in the past and learning to be in the moment while being a great example of comfort food trek and the only episode that I can think of to bring this season of 30 Day Trek to a close. And that's it for this season of 30 Day Trek. Admittedly, this season was a little bit harder to do since the episodes and films that meant the most to me personally I already covered back in 2021. And I won't say I'll never do another season of this since there's always new Trek coming up as well as other older episodes that I can always cover, but I'm glad I did this season as part of the National Podcast Post-Month Challenge. And I hope you enjoyed this journey through the Star Trek franchise and will either re-watch the episodes I covered or see them and their respective series for the first time. In the meantime, live long and prosper, and also live well.